Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stoffer joining you from Parts Unknown in Southern California, where it's about 13 degrees colder Celsius than it currently is in Edmonton right now. Hey, we're in a good mood. The Oilers have advanced on to round number two against Vegas. We're going to get your thoughts on all things that happened in the opening round. Edmonton getting it done against L.A. The depth, why did it happen? What was the difference for the Oilers ultimately in the series? As we go fully interactive for the next half hour of the show, the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline is open now. 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. I'm going to get to a text in a second momentarily as well. Same number, 780-496-0063. Guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's open all Oilers game nights in Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until close. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Roos Chris has been on board with Oilers now and 630 Ched for 12 seasons. We've been on 630 Ched with Oilers now for 12 seasons. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaft that Oilers now sent you. Just before we go to the calls... Nick in Whitecourt has texted us and he said, Bob, I thought he was just BS you on Thursday when he was talking about it, but Frank Saravalli was spot on 100% about Sutter and Calgary. Pretty shocking uh, from turn from winning the Pacific Division last year from Nick in Whitecourt. Well, look, there's a reason why we added Frank Saravalli to the show. He's one of the most plugged in guys in the business. We have, uh, Multiple individuals that join us that provide us different perspectives, and Frank did nail that one for sure, no question. All right, we're going to open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 1236, and we'll drop the puck with regular Gord, not serious Gord, but regular Gord on line number one. How you doing? How's it going today? Good. What do you got? What are you thinking? Um, you know, I was thinking that uh, I was really impressed with uh, the way the coaching staff handled uh, bringing in the third and fourth line guys there that, to get them more involved in the game and then get them some more ice time. And it's really paid dividends. Uh, I've, I see some games sometimes that the first two lines get a ton of ice time and they're on the power play and penalty kill. And, you know, a lot of these guys don't get a lot of ice time, but uh, I was really impressed the last game that they started to work these guys in a lot more. Well, look at the productivity. Edmonton got Nick said scored twice in game number five, and yep. Clean Costin scored twice in game number six. Now, Vegas has a very deep set of forwards as well. Vegas and Edmonton were two of the teams this year that had 12 forwards of 10-plus goals. Uh, Janmark, uh, we'll see on his availability. I think he plays at some point during the series against Vegas. I'm just not sure when he draws back in after blocking a shot off his foot. Uh, you can imagine that he, you know, sometimes you can break a foot and miss three to four weeks, um, regular Gord. But the, bo- the bottom line is I think the Oilers' depth players were the difference in games five and game six. I mean, we didn't talk much about the domination. 
David or Dry settle in game five and yep. six and said the focus was on the diversified scoring attack. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the coaches, I think, recognize that for sure. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, just one other thing. Uh, once we do get past uh, uh, the nemesis in, in Vegas there, um, it looks like Dallas going all the way here. Uh, what do you think about uh, reliving the old series from years gone past? Well, I think that it's let's just deal with Vegas first. You know what? In, in fairness, out of respect, like I, I, I'm not. I, I'm going to take Edmonton to beat Vegas, but I think it's going to be another six or seven game series. You look at the Golden Knights; they are a total conundrum to me. I like this is a wild stat. The Vegas Golden Knights had 51 wins and finished with the most points uh, this year. Two more points than the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference. And Vegas and Edmonton were the top two teams in the West. Vegas was not top 10 in any of these categories. They were 14th in goals for, 11th in goals against, 18th on the power play, 19th on the penalty kill, 15th in shots for, and 13th in shots against. Like, I'm like, how in the hell did they finish with 51 wins? Like, you look yeah. at the Oilers and you go, okay, well, they have the number one offense in the league and the best power play in the league. So you can see they outscored everybody. That was Vegas knows how to win. This is going to be a tough series. I think it's going to be six and seven. But I do concur with your thoughts on Dallas. I think Dallas is going to walk Seattle in five. Jake Ottinger's really, I, I think it's going to be a, whoever comes out of the Edmonton Vegas series is going to have all they can handle Dallas because Dallas is a yep. veteran experienced team with really good goaltending. That's my opinion, regular guard. Thanks right for the call, okay? Okay, then. See ya. Yep. Let's go to, yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. 780-496-0063. I believe, uh, Brendan, we're going to go to Brett in Nanaimo. Is that correct? Yeah, you got it. Brett's yeah. on. Yeah, that's me, Bob. Hey, you Brett, doing, you're on Winners Now. How you doing? Good. I'm doing wonderful. First off, I, I'd just like to say I'm glad the Flames could eat two years of Sutter's deal. Uh, you can afford to do that when you're not a pay, not paying for your arena. So, I mean, I'm glad they could do that. Uh, and secondly... Oh, man, I got about, I got about 30 <laughs> texts from buddies on that this morning when that went down. Like, seriously, oh. about 30 different friends of mine reached out and said the same thing. Oh, a lot uh, easier to it, stomach it, when you're getting $330 for the profits for a new It is a little bit interesting. So, yeah. um, in, in terms of this series, I think it's Oilers in six. Uh, you know, Jack Nicholson, Michael Jackson, Jack Eichel, it doesn't matter. I really believe that. I think this team is just rolling. I think Evan Bouchard is this X factor that I don't think teams are really this is his coming out party. I really believe that we're deep. Uh, we do need a better series out of out of Skinner, and I, I think we're going to get that. Yep. Uh, I'm just pumped. I think we're on a roll to something real special here, and I'm, I'm just glad to see it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. All right, thanks, Brett. Well, I mean, Todd McClellan's comments were pretty interesting. You know, uh, we were better. Edmonton was better. And we're going to have to realize that Edmonton ain't going anywhere for the next four or five years. And I think Stuart Skinner is part of that equation. I think Stuart Skinner is uh, a solution as a drafted and developed goaltender with a real even temperament. 
Uh, you know, you, you got to have some consistency in goal. And I think Skinner knows he's going to need to play better. And I'm going to be very intrigued to see. One thing that's interesting is Vegas is a better road team than the home team this year. And the Oilers have played great in that building. Edmonton went 3-0-1 against Vegas this year. And the Oilers' two best performances against Vegas this season were actually in um, T-Mobile Arena. All right, 780-496-0063. You can uh, also text us. Uh, Richard has texted us to say, not so fast, Bob. I don't know that Dallas is going to walk over Seattle. Seattle's been proving everybody wrong all year. I think Dallas and six, and I think maybe Edmonton seven from Richard. Yeah, I, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll give Seattle a game. If Jared McCann was healthy, that's a 40 goal score. They only got one, Seattle. I'm still, I, I still can't actually believe that they beat Colorado. That's, I mean, Colorado, that's hockey. But that's, that, that's how it works. Like, you know what? Last night, Boston in overtime, Florida was better than Boston in overtime. But if you watch Colorado last night, I think we know who the better team was. Let's go back to the uh, River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Brendan's back at the 630 Chet Studios. We're having a three-way this right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brendan, what do you want me to do right now? We'll go to Aaron here. We've got Big Bad Joe waiting. So is Chris. Roberto's called from Mexico. But right now, we'll get to Aaron on line three. Hey, Aaron, how you hey, doing? Bob. I'm doing good, Bob. Uh, question for, I guess, yeah, question. Uh, last week I heard you, I was listening to the show and you had Spec on, I believe it was Spec. All these shows kind of roll into one. Uh, in that conversation with Spec, Yamamoto was brought up, and, and in that bringing, you guys figured bringing up Dylan Holloway and probably and scratching uh, Yamo. Uh, Yamo's had a lot of good grade-A scoring chances, uh, throughout, uh, he did have a very tough series. I'm just kind of wondering, where's your thought process on it now? Well, his t sense of timing couldn't have been any better. Uh, if it had continued where he had zeros across the board and was a minus, I think we both know where it was going to be headed. Like he, but the the reality is, he picked up a goal and assist. Uh, he, McLeod, and Costin had some dominant shifts as that third period. Costin really, for me, has been a bit of a story. I mean, he, he had three goals and four points in six games in that series, and he only played 742 per game. Uh, you know, Yamamoto played 15-13 per game. Now, Yamamoto is on the PK. I think Yanmark's the first guy to come back in. And if they go 12-6, and six, and they're only playing Philip Roberg, you know, 555 per game, and if so, if they go twelve and six, and if there is an injury up front, or they need to push a guy, at that point, I wonder if it's Holloway and not Shore that draws in. But fair comment by you. We certainly discussed it, and it's a meritocracy and a results-driven business. So, Aaron, you know, I think he helped. I I think Connor helped out his cause. Um, do you know what his career numbers are in the playoffs? By the way, just off the top of your head. Not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, Aaron, he's got uh, three goals in 28 games and is minus 10 in his career. Yeah, and, yeah, he and, is and definitely just, a minus. Yeah, you know, and you contrast that, like, you know, he's played a lot with Dreisaitl. And Leon's got 25 goals and 74 uh, in, and 70 points. 25 goals, 70 points, and 43 games in the playoffs, and is plus 15. 
and we know Kyler spent a lot of time. So uh, I'm glad Kyler had a pause. I know the players were stoked for him. He's a very popular guy in the room. They're cheering for him, and that was a huge goal. So duly noted by you. And again, uh, you know, th these situations can literally change game by game, uh, and, and it's going to take more. I mean, Yanmark played in game one of the series. Um, Campbell came in and backed up and did a good job in game four of the series. They're going to need more than that. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Thank you. 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Big Bad Joe on line four. How are you doing, Big Bad Joe? Hey, Bob. Well, you know, I'm doing fine, though. Uh, I am on the other side of the country, so I have a hard time watching the games. But I kind of get uh, Bell Satellite. So I can watch the games, but I mean uh, yeah. the way they play, they keep. If Edmonton keeps to keep keeps on playing the Edmonton way, and you know it doesn't matter if if, if Vegas wants to run shotgun, or if we want to play defense, you know it doesn't matter. That team, that team is something special. There's something special is brewing, and like I said, by the beginning of the season, you know the boys gonna bring the cup home. And that's all we have to say, Bob. You but did say out. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't All right. Thanks for the call, Big Bad Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, you know, there, he he. Even when the team was twenty one eighteen and three, think about that. The Emmett Oilers went into L.A. on January 9th, lost six three. We took calls the next day and took texts, and more than half of the texts, and uh, we had a roughly about four thousand texts in an hour and a half span. And more than half the Techs had the Oilers missing the playoffs at that point. And they went 29-5-6 in the final 40 games of the year. And Big Bad Joe at that point said Edmonton was going to bring home the Cup. At no point have I said the Oilers were going to bring home the Cup. I said they'd make the playoffs. Um, I think that uh, this is going to be a very tough series coming up against Vegas. Got a lot of respect for Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee and what they built and the depth that they built. But are the Oilers capable of winning the series? Absolutely, they are. Let's go to seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I think it's Chris on line five. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Doing great today, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, well, first off, uh, can we just take a second just to talk about what a uh, what a turn of events last night was? Like, I certainly did not uh, predict in any sense uh, Boston and Colorado being out in the first round in the fashions that they did. Chris, I was 5-0. and I was 5-0 and in playoff series going into last night and went 0-2. Like, I think Reed Wilkins, if I recall correctly, I think Reed picked Florida over Boston. Um, and it's, it's even... Like, Chris, think about what Boston did. They traded away their number one this year and next year. I think they've only got... Between their first, second, and third round picks the next two years, I think they've only got two of those picks left. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, the irony is Florida's crazy. traded three number ones away over the, you know, uh, now they did get Matthew Kachuk, and it's got to be stated. He's a hell of a player. You don't have to like him in oil country. He's a hell of a player. And he was better than Brad Marchand in that series, two of the respected drivers for those two teams. But I'm with you. I'm in shock over Boston. And Seattle, I mean, who saw that? Come on, man. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I figured, like, I think when they got the lead in the series, when they took a 3-2, I thought, wow, are they going to pull the upset? And you know what? 
I know everyone's picking Dallas. I'm I'm probably going to pick Dallas too. It wouldn't shock me if there's an up, another upset with Seattle doing it, just with how they managed to survive Colorado. But that's just me. But uh, I'll just I wanted to give a thought on Oilers Vegas. I think I agree. This is going to be a tough series. I have Oilers in six, but I think it's going to be a lot more fun series. Like I think it's going to be more a little bit more open than what we saw like out of the stinginess that LA plays like you know I wouldn't be surprised if we see like every game like at least four three five four kind of hockey like that would be a lot more fun and I think that's something we're hopefully all waiting for to see well, the Oilers did score 16 goals in the final nine periods of the series I think LA tired I think Corpus Allo got fatigued um and and that's with LA sitting back in that one three one at times. And I mean, it's it's ironic because I talked to several people around the league yesterday and today, and they all said Todd's got to get away from that. And I'm like, well, as their team gets better, I think he'll get away from it. But their goaltending, like the save percentage, and their uh, you know that I think they were 25th in the regular season save percentage, and that's with Corpusello coming in and giving them 9.15 at the end of the year. So I think that's part of the reason the last couple of years is that Jonathan Quick was really sliding and and he couldn't get consistent stops. But Vegas hard pressed four checks and they bang physically. This is going to be, to me the tempo and pace is going to be ratcheted way up from what Edmonton and LA was. No, I agree. It's going to be a fun one. And just one last quick thing: that uh, the the unfortunate misplay on Skinner for in Game Six. You know, you thought it was. You said it earlier. You thought it was going to. If it was going to be a repeat of Game Four versus Calgary last year, but it showed that you know the team's resilience and it kind of showed what uh, you know it didn't uh, get them down. And you know, it, it would have been a quite different series if we're you know we're talking Game Seven tonight if, uh, if things went differently. All right, I want to squeeze in a couple more calls on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 1254 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Parts Unknown in Southern California. We are going to go to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. I believe we have Roberto from Mexico calling. Roberto, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, Buenos tardes, as they say, which is uh, in Spanish is good afternoon. Um, so three or four real quick bullet points, and I'll get out of the way and let you respond. So first, longtime Oiler fan, and one of my favorite playoff moments was when George scored uh, a playoff goal and launched himself into the glass. Second, no way I had Seattle, but Grubauer is just playing lights out. Um, third, I did have Florida beating, beating Boston because of the President's Trophy curse. But fourth and most important, which I think is utterly hilarious, I want your reaction. Florida just announced that they're restricting ticket sales to American residents in an attempt to keep Leafs fans out of the arena. What do you think? Oh, there's lots of jokes you could have the other way. Um, thanks, by the way, Roberto, for taking the time to call us from Mexico today. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have Seattle over Colorado, not a chance. Um, be careful of what you wish for if you're if you're Florida. You might want to have. Uh, you know, you don't draw great in the regular season. You might want, if you were smart, you'd orchestrate a couple. Uh, uh, Maple Leaf road trips with some groups down there to go see the, uh, you know, the, the Leafs play the Lightning and the and the Panthers. I mean, if it was easier to get to from Edmonton, we do in orders now, Rody, but it's that that's the toughest combination of trips. So, uh, 
We'll see. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Florida's, I think Toronto's going to win the series, but I think that one's going to be a tough one as well. Final call of uh, the open line segment, and we're going to go to former defenseman Mark, who's not actually, people. some people think it's Mark Fistrick. It is not uh, Mark Fistrick, who I believe is currently working uh, as a firefighter in the city of Edmonton right now. But former defenseman Mark, how are we doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. How are you in Southern California? Yes, parts unknown. Okay, parts unknown. Uh, you know, I I I, I can't uh, lead after uh, Ricardo there being from Mexico. I mean, that's got to be your your furthest guess. But um, no, I actually wanted to touch on something different, and it's the Department of Player Safety. Um, I I, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the Everly hit on Cogley. I saw it. I saw it. How did they miss that ball? I mean, if hindsight is twenty twenty, and they've had uh, more than twenty four hours to view that one, how is it that they that they miss it? I, I thought they were trying to get that hit out of the game. I'm not saying Everly's a dirty player; he is not a dirty. He's player. not a dirty player, at but it was all, a bad play. At all, it's a bad play. Can't make that play. Yeah, like. I mean, the thing is, he was in full control of his body leading into that hit. It's, it's not like it was like a tic-tac play where all of a sudden the guy just turns and he gets hit. Like, Cogliano, I'm not sure what he was doing on that play. Uh, I mean, that was like Ala Lindros coming through, you know, center ice, getting taken out by Steven, but head down and everything. But how is it that, you know, Everly gets his stride? I, I, I thought he should have. You know what? I thought McCarr could have gotten more than one game, but I knew he wasn't going to. I, I know they are very reluctant to suspend guys in games five, six, and sevens because of the importance, just like they call fewer penalties against the teams that are up with three wins in a series uh, through games five, six, and seven. So if a team's up three games to one, uh, the better the power play the team has in the first four games around the season, the fewer the power plays they get. By the way, Edmonton got two power plays in game number six. L.A. got three. Um yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I think they blew it on that call. It should have been he should have been suspended for a game. The thing is, Bob, how 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 does that affect the outcome of the series? And and this well, is the thing where I don't like I don't like refs managing games. And in this case, yeah. I got to think the Department of Player Safety. There's no way they can look at that and come to any conclusion other than that was a suspend suspendable offense. I, think I totally agree. Hey, uh, we got to run to the break here, but uh, thanks for the call. All right, take care, Mark. Thank you, Bob. It is 12.59 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with, uh, I believe, Randy Kilburn is uh, is back on board. He, he's, he's getting over the loss of the Boston Bruins in Game 7 yesterday to the Florida Panthers. And when we come back, a man celebrating a 17-year anniversary today as well as uh, being brought to you by Contract Equipment, uh, Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock. Uh, we'll be back on 105.